Without us, they'd have collapsed by now. Surely they can do something to help find him. The ops deputy could tell George was just venting now. He knew the Iraqi government had yielded control of central Mosul to ISIL years ago, and American-backed attempts to retake the city had been futile. It was a no-man's land. Their intel isn't any better than ours, General. The best we could hope for is that they'd stand aside if we mounted a seesaw effort. But until we know where General Underwood is, we can't even begin the process. I know, I know. And I know our intel directorate is in overdrive trying to help. Tell my aide to set up a call with the director of national intelligence. I need to know everything he knows. Mr. President, turn on CNN, now. Harwood never burst into the Oval Office like this. The president's antenna went up. He could see the alarm in his national security advisor's eyes. Midkiff reached for the remote and turned on the flat-screen television hanging on the right side of the Oval Office. He toggled until he found CNN. The American network was broadcasting a direct feed from Al Jazeera. Both men moved close to the screen. There, to their horror, they saw ISIL leader Mabad al-Dosari standing behind the kneeling Underwood. The American was attired in an orange jumpsuit with his head bowed. Al-Dasari was reading a long diatribe against the West, and Al-Jazeera was broadcasting the English translation in a feed across the bottom of the screen. I am back, Midkiff. I am back because of your arrogant foreign policy toward the Islamic State, and because of your insistence on continuing your bombings in Mosul, despite our serious warnings. You, Midkiff, have but to gain from your actions but another dead American citizen. So just as your missiles continue to strike our people, our knife will continue to strike the necks of your people. We take this opportunity to warn those governments that enter this evil alliance of America against the Islamic State to back off and leave us alone. I take great pleasure in slitting the throat of this man— your so-called special presidential envoy for the global coalition to counter ISIL. You insult us many times over. You refuse to use our proper name, the Islamic State. Burn that name in your brain, Midkith. And you dare to call for a global coalition to fight us. No coalition can defeat the caliphate we now have established here. We roam freely anywhere we want to go, and soon we will be on your shores and we will slay you, Midkiff. You send this man and a few soldiers here to do what? To be sacrificial lambs because you are too much the coward to come here yourself? He is paying the price for your cowardice and your stupidity. I hope his family spits on you, Midkiff. You have made his wife a widow and his children fatherless. Suddenly, Aldasari stopped talking yanked Underwood's head up by his hair, pulled a large knife from his belt, and held it under Underwood's neck. The ISIS leader paused a moment while his fighters behind him cheered and shot their weapons in the air. Then in one motion, Aldosari ripped the knife into the American's throat. Blood gushed as Aldosari held Underwood's head under his armpit, and the camera zoomed in as he bore down and carved until the American's head was completely severed from his neck. The president and his national security advisor gaped in horror. Harward turned away, 
too sickened to look any longer. But the president just stood mesmerized. You bastards, Midkiff exclaimed at the horrific image on the screen. Bob, he shouted, they can't be doing this. Look! Howard turned around to look at the screen. The video zoomed in on the ISIS fighters as they kicked Underwood's head around in an improvised soccer game. Howard turned away again and retched on the carpet of the Oval Office. The president remained transfixed on the television for a small eternity as the ISIS fighters continued their gruesome game. Then abruptly the screen went black. The president turned to his national security advisor, who was trying to clean himself up, and ordered, Get defense and the Joint Chiefs chairman over here immediately. Six hours later, at CENTCOM headquarters at MacDill Air Force Base, General George had still not left his office. He had watched the same video.